I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Weekend Wager with Anita Marks starts now. Uh, By the way, uh, coming to you live from Las Vegas. How about that? Was in L.A. all week. Uh, went to the Rams-Raiders game last night. Yes, uh, we will get into that in just a second. Uh, and then made my way to Vegas uh, this uh, this morning. Uh, did a hit, uh, actually did the show uh, with Daily Wager out here in our Las Vegas studios. Uh, and we'll be out here tomorrow. Of course, doing my show from here tomorrow as well. And, um, and, uh, and then back on Daily Wager on Sunday morning. So Larry Hardesty actually is going to be filling in for me on New York game day. Uh, on Sunday morning and then heading back to New York on Sunday night. Uh, so we've got uh, we got Jacob and Julian who are holding down the Ford back in New York. Gentlemen, how are you? I am doing pretty well. How are you doing, Anita? I, listen, I'm in Vegas. So Oh, I'm jealous. That, I am super jealous. That that says it that says it all. As soon as as soon as and, and it's it's interesting, right? Because usually I mean I know right right now the show is on, you know, from ten to midnight. Um, but it's seven o'clock here right now. So by the time the show's over, it's going to be nine o'clock and you know, I'm going to, I'm going to hit up the, uh, I'm going to hit up the, the, the casinos. Oh, you see, I, I already know Anita had to see the golf course while you were out there too. So between the casinos and the golf course, I'm a little jealous. Well, actually I, I hit up the golf course, uh, when I was in, was when I was in, in LA. So, so that was, that was great. Humble brag. Um, um so so let's dive into it a a few things that have happened uh, the last few days first and foremost uh, the rams beating the raiders and i was at the game uh, and and let me just tell you sofi stadium is absolutely tremendous um boy uh, you know uh, there's there's two there's two two states right in in the united states that always do it big right and, and that's Texas and California. And sure enough, you know, Jerry Jones, that stadium, I'm not sure if ever, anyone's out, ever been out there to AT&T Stadium, but it's, uh, it's, it's pretty unbelievable. And last night, again, I was at SoFi Stadium in, uh, in, in Inglewood, Los Angeles, and it was just as, as tremendous. But what was really interesting about it, guys, is the entire stadium was filled with black jerseys. Like the entire, even though it was in L.A., it was a home game for the Raiders. It, I've, I've never, never seen anything like it before in my life. It was really, really unbelievable. And um, so, so was, um, and, and obviously like the entire game, right? Like the Rams were, uh, were just so, do- the, the Rams, I should say the Raiders, the Raiders were so dominant the entire game. But I, I will tell you sitting there, and and my play in full disclosure, like I I, I lost last night. Um, I laid the six. I laid the six and a half with the Raiders. I played over Devonte Adams in regard to receptions and receiving yards. I played under uh, Josh Jacobs in carries and in rushing yards. And it went opposite to everything that I was expecting it to, to how I, I thought it would play out. Of course, at the end of the day, the Rams beat the Raiders seventeen to sixteen. 
Uh, Devontae Adams only had seven targets. He only had three receptions for 71 yards. Josh Jacobs carried the ball 20 on a short work week and dealing with a calf injury. Um, he carried the ball 27 times and only averaged 3.7 carries per per 3.7 yards per carry. And you just felt it. Like sitting in that stadium, you just felt it. Like in the beginning of the fourth quarter, especially if you recall, I don't know if you guys were watching the game, but um, the, uh, the, the, the Raiders punted the ball to the Rams and, and they had it on the two-yard line with like less than, what, a few, like three minutes left in the game. And, um, and, and Baker Mayfield takes them and drives them down the field 98 yards, throws that touchdown pass to Van Jefferson, and of course uh, the the Raiders win. It was it was really unbelievable. Um, it was I mean so so a few th- like yes did I lose money yes but was the experience uh, priceless pretty much to be sitting in a Los Angeles Rams stadium that was filled with Raiders fans and to see Baker Mayfield who had just been picked up by the team three days prior to come in and engineer a late drive like that and play the way that he did was really, really unbelievable. So, um, so of course, uh, the Rams won yesterday. And, and like, I feel like the last, I don't know about you guys, but like, I feel like the last 24 hours has been pretty significant. Um, I don't know. I don't You guys tell me, what do you think was, the, was the bigger upset? Was it the Rams beating the Raiders last night or was it Croatia beating Brazil? I think it's Croatia beating Brazil. Did you guys watch that match this afternoon? That might've been one of the more exciting matches. Uh, I think of the cup so far. Oh, to are me, you kidding? To me, it definitely is. I, um, unbelievable. So, uh, so if, if you did not, and if you're not following the world cup, Brazil hands down was favored. I mean, you're, you're, and, and I'm trying, I'm trying to think of like, of an, of a good analogy for folks out there who, um, maybe you don't follow soccer. I'm trying to think of like, what, it, like, it's like, um, it would be the Kansas city chiefs in the super bowl against, I don't know what, um, I'm trying to think what, like against the Houston Texans or not the super bowl, but it, it's, it's, it's the Kansas city chiefs against the Houston Texans um, in the first round of the playoffs and Houston upsets the, 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 the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, that's my best. That would be my best NFL analogy I could use. I don't know what, what more I could like. And, and not to take anything away from Croatia. Croatia has been unbelievable. Uh, their goalie, um, Livakovic, has been phenomenal. Even at 37 years old, he's just a pen, penalty kick hero uh, in this tournament. But Croatia wins in penalty kicks this afternoon, 4-2, uh, scoreless match for the first 90 minutes, of course, went into 30 minutes of overtime. Uh, Neymar scored, of course, and, and broke Pele's record. Um, and then Croatia scored, so then it went into penal- penalty kicks, and Croatia's goalie is just unbelievable. Here, here's where it went wrong today, and that's you had Brazil who was up by – they were up 1-0 – with four about five minutes left to play and only left four defenders on their back line like why would like cockiness i don't know why would you do that anyway uh, not a smart play for brazil croatia comes back they tie it up in 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 overtime and then they win in four they win four two in penalty kicks the books made a killing today sports books made an absolute killing 
Majority of the money was on Brazil. Majority of the money because because you were I don't want to say like when, at, at at the start of the at, at the start of the match I want to say Brazil was like minus two ninety five something like that. So what a lot of people did is they used uh, Brazil as a parlay with with Argentina, who of course Argentina did beat the Netherlands in penalty kicks this afternoon as well, and they advanced. But my play was Brazil minus one and a half, so I lost that matchup as well. But nonetheless, uh, just a really unbelievable upset uh, in the World Cup. So now Argentina is favored uh, to win the World Cup. France is plus 225. Portugal's up there. England, Croatia, 9-1. to one. So tomorrow we've got some matches. J.J. Duvaney is going to be joining us on the program. He's got a phenomenal soccer podcast called Caught Offsides, along with Andrew Gunling, if you recall, Andrew, big producer for the Michael K. Show. So they've got a f- combined, they have a phenomenal soccer podcast that you can download on Spotify. I highly recommend it. Anyway, JJ is going to join us on the show to uh, break down Saturday's matches and, and how we can play those. So uh, we're going to dive into those. But an unbelievable last 24 hours pertaining to the Rams upsetting the Raiders with Baker Mayfield, who just got into town three days ago, and Croatia beating Brazil 4-2 in penalty kicks. Really, really bizarre stuff that has happened in the last 24 hours. Uh, We've got a great show lined up for you. A lot of guests tonight. We come back, we're going to hear from Rich Samini, the Jets and the Giants, both in the driver's seat in regard to their quest to try to get to the postseason Uh, In the Jets, a big game against the Buffalo Bills. The Giants, a big game against the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll dive into all of that next. Mike Clay is going to join us. We'll talk some fantasy football. Um, Obviously, we are heading into do-or-die state of affairs in regard to having, I'm sure, a number of you out there like me having to win this week to make sure you get into the playoffs. I'm in the same boat. Om Youngman Souk is going to join us to talk some NBA um, we also have Lindsay Theory, Theory, who's going to be joining us. She covers the Chargers. Big game for the Chargers and the Miami Dolphins on Sunday night. So we'll get a, a, a quick peek behind the curtain. What's going on with the Chargers as they prepare for the Miami Dolphins? Fat Jack, professional handicapper as well. So jam-packed show, a lot of guests. Uh, we're going to get we're going to get you prepared. NFL, a lot of NFL, obviously. World Cup, uh, Army, Navy tomorrow. I've got to play there. And, um, and some fantasy football for you as well. You're listening to We Can Wager here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to, you, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports right here on 98.7 ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Um, I know we have some callers on. Uh, Jacob, who's our first caller again? You have uh, Mick in Long Island. Let's go to him. Mick, welcome in. Hi, how are you? Good evening, Anita. Hi. Um, I heard you speaking about Croatia, and I feel a little bit disrespected being Croatian. I live in America. I love America. My kids are American. Um, the fact that a country that has less, four, less than 4 million people and in 2018 was a runner-up, lost to France. This year we're in the semifinals. We're playing against Argentina. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep winning all the time. And then everybody's shocked when we beat Brazil. I just don't get it. You know? Because br- br- because Brazil is has been such a dominant force in soccer for for a long time. It, listen, this isn't just my take. You look at the odds makers again. Uh, Brazil was minus. I want to say a kickoff. It was like minus two seventy five, minus nine nine eighty, something like that. Which which means mm-hmm. that you have to lay like two hundred seventy five dollars down to win a hundred dollars. So yeah, I know. But you 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 look at the facts, and the facts are that Croatia has top players in Europe playing in top clubs, you know, and, and has come out with talent that's, that's, you know, hard to match considered. I mean, if you look at the population of Brazil, which is 200 million people, United States, 300 million people, and we have less than four and we come out with 20 guys who make it to the, almost the finals, uh, two world cups in a row. And then are everybody shocked? Because it's you know, because because it's Brazil, we, man. It's us. because it's. I don't. Th- I don't think people would be. And thank you for the phone call. And I understand. And I under, and, and I feel bad that you feel so disrespected. But you know, it's because you're going up against Brazil, and Brazil has been, the, you know, the beast of this tournament for years and years and years. That's why it's because it's Brazil. I'm, I'm sure their odds would have been a lot better if they were going up against the Netherlands. I'm sure their odds would have been better if they were going up against. Um, you know, England, but you know, it's, it's, and, and actually let me call it up right now. You want to talk about disrespect. Let's see where you're at right now in regard to what your odds are um, for, uh, for, so, so going up against Argentina, Argentina's favored by minus 245. So right now you have to lay $245 down to win a hundred dollars for Argentina, if, if you think Argentina is going to win. Croatia is plus 200, which is 2 to 1, which means you, if you lay $100 down that Croatia is going to win, you win $200. So, you know, and, and, and I understand. I understand your passion for your country, and I understand your passion for soccer, and um, I understand if you feel that, you know, your country and, and your players are getting no respect. Um, I, I think a really big reason is just because Brazil and Argentina has dominated the soccer world for so long. Um, you know, and you have some of the biggest names, uh, on these teams with Messi, with Argentina, uh, Neymar, of course, with Brazil. So we'll see what happens. Uh, trust me, I am rooting for Croatia. Um, I think they, they're a really, really phenomenal storyline, and we'll see what happens. Um, quick break. We come back. Uh, we've got Mike Clay who's going to be joining us with some – he's one of the best, if not, not the best, I think, at ESPN, let alone anywhere, uh, talking fantasy football. I know it's crunch time for a lot of people. 
So that's why I wanted to get Mike on the show uh, to talk uh, some of the biggest news and uh, notes out there. Don't forget, no Lamar Jackson, no Jimmy Garoppolo this week. What does that mean? We'll break it all down with Mike Clay next. You're listening to Weekend Wager here. Get the BetMGM app today. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Make sure you bet responsibly. More to come. Anita Marks with you. It is Fantasy fantasy Forecast. It is We Can Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks coming to you live from Las Vegas. How about that? Was in L.A. all week. Was at the Rams Raiders game last night. Uh, What a poop show that was. Tell you what, I, I can't believe Josh McDaniels isn't fired this morning. But nonetheless, um, coming to you live from Las Vegas this morning and or this afternoon, almost this morning. And we've got Mike Clay, the best in the business, in my opinion, um, <laughs> joining us now. Mike, how you doing? Hey, Anita, I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm on the East Coast, so it's a little later here, and I'm getting old. So uh, stop it. A little tired. You are, I guess. You know, I don't know how you how you deal with uh, flipping back and forth from the west to the east coast, but uh, you're a pro and you're crushing it. Uh, me, not so much. <laughs> All right, let's dive into it because you know it's crunch time for a lot of people. Yeah, you know me. I play in 12 leagues. Um, many of them I've already made the playoffs, but but quite a few. Um, I I need to win this week to make sure that I'm in. So that's why I wanted to book you for the show, uh, just so we can kind of pick your brain. Let's start with some quarterbacks. As we know, probably the biggest is Lamar Jackson not playing this week. And, uh, and Huntley is going to be in for him. I came across a few stats that, you know, Huntley actually has a quicker release than Lamar Jackson, therefore less pressure. Um, he actually he averages seven yards per rushing attempt when going up against a small, like a light box so you know, there's some optimism there that Huntley, not that he can overhand a, hold a candle to Lamar Jackson, but could be serviceable. If you are someone that no longer has Lamar Jackson as your starting quarterback, who are some of the quarterbacks you're looking at this week, Mike? Yeah, well, I mean, I think to your point, you could look to Huntley. You know, at this point, a lot of those top 12, 15 quarterbacks are probably on rosters, and I have Huntley ranked 14th this week. So uh, he could be an option. He's out there in about – three quarters of ESPN leagues and look last year he filled in for Lamar for five, in five games it wasn't great right he had that one big game against the Packers uh that was his only finish better than 15th but 
you know, look, last week he stepped in against a really good Broncos defense, had 10 carries, had over 40 yards, threw for a buck 87, and, uh, and did look better. And remember, this is not a great Steelers defense. You know, they, they're top five in passing yards and actually passing touchdowns allowed to quarterbacks this season. So we know he's going to have value with his legs, much like Lamar does. And this week in this matchup, he might do some things through the air as well. Uh, if you're in a tough spot, I think he's actually a pretty good option. Uh, I'm excited to see what, what potentially could happen in that matchup for sure. Uh, some other quarterbacks, obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo no longer um, going to play for the 49ers. I know Adam Schefter came out this week and said there's still a possibility that he'll come back in the postseason, but obviously that doesn't help anybody in fantasy. Um, so, uh, so, you know, what, what's your take on Purdy? Yeah, well, I guess my take is that uh, he was the last pick of the draft, and he's a rookie, so no NFL starts. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of hype about how he looks good and, and all that, and that's great. You know, it'd be an awesome story if he comes in and he's, uh, you know, uh, a, a, an NFL star. But it, remember, it's it's a very much a long shot. Uh, most of the quarterbacks that work out in this league are first-round picks. There's some exceptions to that, but it's pretty rare for guys that are undrafted or day three picks to turn into uh, stars in the NFL. That being said, Kyle Shanahan has done a lot of damage with guys like Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard, and I'm not sure we really know how good Jimmy Garoppolo is, to be to be quite frank, you know, because <laughs> uh, he's had, uh, obviously, a lot of his success with uh, Kyle Shanahan, who's awesome. So we'll see if, uh, you know, Shanahan can get the most out of Purdy for now. He just needs to not, to not make mistakes, and most importantly, get the ball in the hands of these skill guys, because they have such a great group with McCaffrey and Ayuk and Debo when he's healthy and George Kittle, just get them the ball and let them do the damage. Don't mess it up. Uh, that's going to be the game plan. But certainly from a fantasy standpoint, uh, we're not looking to pick up Brock Purdy right now unless you're in a very, very deep dynasty league. Some other NFL uh, quarterback news. Uh, Marcus Mariota, unfortunately, getting benched for, uh, for Ritter. He's going to be starting in Atlanta. I want to get your thoughts on Deshaun Watson. Talk about some rust that we saw last week. Um, you know, only 54% completion percentage, uh, did not look good. Only six yards per pass, uh, attempt. And, and I want to say under pressure, he was three for nine for 37 yards. Look, when a dude hasn't played for 700 days, I guess, yep. you know, should, you know, did, did we have higher expectations heading in? Maybe a few of us did. Is, is this the week you start to Sean Watson or are you, you still need to see more before you do? Yeah, he's in my top ten. I think uh, there were a few reasons he came out slow. I mean, you mentioned it was his first start in, since 2020. Uh, obviously, that's uh, you know notable. But also, he only attempted 22 passes. Uh, it was the Texans. You know, and the Texans have not allowed much volume or fantasy production to quarterbacks this season. I believe it's actually the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Why? Because they can't stop the run. Teams just run the ball against them, and that was the, the case. For Cleveland, again, only 22 pass attempts, so he wasn't going to put up big passing numbers. I know he didn't play well, but, uh, you know, you don't always have to play well to be good in fantasy. We know that. And, you know, this week they're playing the Bengals. That is a, a pretty good defense. They don't allow much to quarterbacks, but he's going to have to throw it a lot more. The game script should be different here. Instead of 22 passes, he might have 44 passes and still, you know, scramble seven times. So uh, I wouldn't panic just yet if you were – holding out hope for Watson. I still think he's at least a back-end QB1. Again, uh, Mike Clay joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's look at some of the running backs and some running back news in notes. Walker running back for Seattle uh, is going to be a quote-unquote game-time decision that does not bode well when we hear that on Friday. So what what do you do if you have Walker? What do you think the Seattle Seahawks backfield is going to look like, Mike? 
Yeah, so, I mean, you're, you're out, out west, right? You might have to head up to Seattle and, and take some carries this week because they're struggling. <laughs> right now. Uh, you know, it, everyone went down in that last game. You know, on top of losing Rashad Penny earlier this season, Walker, like you said, uh, dealing with the ankle, DJ Dallas dealing with an ankle, Homer missed some time during last week's game, but he's going to be clear, uh, clear to play in this one. And Tony Jones actually left uh, last week's game as well. So they all, you know, all five guys I just mentioned uh, had injury issues. Uh, but again, I think the name to know right now is Travis Homer uh, from the U. You know, he's been a situational back throughout his career, but he's been really effective. You know, uh, again, it's a small sample, but he's averaging almost six yards per carry, and his receiving efficiency is very good. Uh, it's a pretty good matchup. The Panthers almost five yards per carry to running back this season. And check this out. Travis Homer right now available in 95% of ESPN leagues. Again, he may start and see 15-plus touches. If you're in a tough spot, go out and scoop him up. You, you might have a flex option on your hands. Well, you know what I say to that. Hashtag run, don't walk. Uh, Leonard Fournette uh, now dealing with a foot issue. Um, you know, Rashad White, we, we have started to see um, the, the changing of the guard there. If you have Leonard Fournette, you, do you need to tread lightly? Oh, yeah. You, you, you absolutely do uh, for a variety of reasons. Even if he plays in this game, first of all, to your point, it's going to be a two-man backfield with Rashad White, who has outplayed him as of late. And also the matchup here is brutal. The 49ers, by far, the best team in the NFL against running backs. The fewest fantasy points allowed. They've only allowed two even solid games. Like two running backs have reached 14 fantasy points against them this season. Anita, they were so impressed by one of them that they traded for the guy. It was Christian McCaffrey. Uh, they've allowed the lowest yards per carry. They've allowed the lowest yards per target to running backs. Just it's rushing, it's passing, no matter what it is. They own that position. I would be trying to avoid Fournette and Rashad White if I possibly could this week. All right, let's let's take a look at some of the uh, the, the wide receivers. We're hearing that Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton is going to be out because of a hamstring issue. Um, is is Jerry Judy a must play this week, Mike? He he absolutely is. And you might look at what happened last week. Uh, he returned from injury, only had four targets in that game. He did have like sixty-one yards, so he came, kind of came through for you. But keep this in mind. They ran 52 offensive snaps. He played 19. Okay, he was clearly limited at coming back from that injury. Before that, he was very good. Seven or more targets in four straight games, over 16 fantasy points in his last two full games. So uh, he was trending up and on his way to a bit of a breakout season before the wheel or before the injury uh, happened there. Also, the Broncos. I know they're they've been really poor offensively. They can't score touchdowns, but. Uh, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot in this game. The Chiefs have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to receivers, the second most touchdowns to receivers this season. Maybe Judy finds his way into the end zone in this one. The matchup certainly is going to call for a lot of volume and, and potentially even some garbage time for Denver. So with no Sutton there and also no K.J. Hamler, it should be a lot of Jerry Judy in this one. Talk about garbage time. I'm expecting that for the Houston Texans. Nico Collins has been ruled out. Is there a wide receiver in the Texans wide receiving core that you're looking to start this week? That might be a fun segment tonight. See how many people can name uh, one one Texans receiver yep, that's healthy I right can't, now. I uh, can't. Yeah. Try. I can't. So it'll be <laughs> maybe in 16-team leagues or DFS. You're looking at Chris Moore or Philip Dorsett. Uh, they'll be the top two guys. Their number three right now, believe it or not, is actually Amari Rogers, who you may recall was on the Packers a few weeks ago. Uh, they waived him, and he landed with Houston. He may be their number three this week. Otherwise, it's going to be – you know, guys like Jalen Camp off the practice squad, they're in rough shape right now. Uh, and you're going to see a lot of tight end, a lot of multiple tight end sets in this game. So 
Uh, no, I would not be starting Texans wide receivers if I could possibly avoid it. And last but not least, tight ends. Who, who are you looking at this week that you think could be a really sneaky good play for folks? Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Tight ends. I mean, keep an eye on Daniel Bellinger. He's back from injury, and uh, he's been pretty busy. He has a nice connection there with Daniel Jones. Uh, you know, that's, that, that might be it. I, I mean, his tight end is, is it's, brutal. I know. I mean, it's, it's, it's slim pickings, right? It is. It really is. I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw you one sleeper, uh, Chico Conquo for Tennessee. Uh, him and Austin Hooper are going to be really busy for the Titans. Uh, no Traylon Burks, and Oconquo looked pretty good last week. Uh, you know he's kind of building up uh, some some steam and some fantasy appeal because he had to go out on Twitter today and tell people how to correctly pronounce pronounce his name. So uh, you can tell his name's getting thrown around a lot uh, these days as a as a sleeper. But a good matchup against Jacksonville. He's going to be busy in that one. Uh, rookie kind of ascending right now. More of a name you want to know in dynasty, uh, but nonetheless a sleeper this week. Okay, so last thing before I let you go, you know, I, I, I make my way up, up to Bristol each and every week for the Fantasy Football Marathon, and you and I, uh, we have countless conversations in regards to draft strategy, and you and I are typically more, more than not on the same page in regard to just wait for a quarterback, like wait until round seven, eight, possibly nine to get your quarterback, and, and, I, and, and I typically follow that formula. However, I have to tell you, in the 12 leagues that I'm in this year, the ones that I have eight, nine wins already, and there's, there's not even an afterthought in regard to am I going to make it the playoffs or not, are the ones that I drafted um, Josh Allen early. So a part of me now is like, you know, should I, should I throw that narrative? Should I throw that out the window? And, and oh, by the way, the quarterbacks that I waited to, to draft for, Murray from Arizona, um, hurt actually hurts more. I got him more like in, in rounds like five and six, uh -huh. not not seven and eight. But you know, I, I guess my question to you is: are, are you still are you still following that formula, or or do you feel that next year uh, your draft strategy is going to change, and and you feel that drafting a quarterback early uh, could be bit more beneficial than it has in years past? Yeah, it's really just going to depend on, on value, right? I mean, I think he, Josh Allen has proven that his third-round ADP was fine value. I think you can make that case for Mahomes, too. But, I mean, Justin Herbert also in the fourth round. He didn't pay, he didn't pay off. Lamar Jackson was going in the fifth round. Kyler Murray in the sixth. I guess that's fine. Jalen Hurts in the sixth was good. Uh, but, but there was plenty of value, too, right? Like, if you waited and took Joe Burrow, uh, again, he was also going in the sixth. That was fine. That was, that was perfectly fine if you waited a little while. Uh, how about, you know, even Trevor Lawrence, he's providing borderline QB1 production to it. Tongue of Iowa missed some time, but otherwise he's been a mid-range QB1. Justin Fields was going in the 10th round. He's been obviously a superstar over the last month or so. I know he got off to the slow start. Uh, so there is some value all over the board. Uh, this year, yes, it worked out if you took uh, Allen or Mahomes and, and reached on it. That doesn't mean that's going to be the case in the future, and it certainly has not been the case in the past. Uh, you know, it, but again, it's just going to be kind of, uh, the story of which kind of guys kind of cement themselves as elite, right? If we go into next year and it's July, August, and we're just saying, you know what, we have Allen, we have Mahomes, and we have Hurts maybe, and then there's just so many question marks based on personnel moves, whatever it may be. Yeah, maybe then it makes sense to spend a late two on Allen. Maybe it does. But um, I think at the end of the day, once things settle in, we're going to find ourselves some value, and it might be worthwhile to spend on other positions. But, again, every every year is different. 
And you, I, I would say you don't want to necessarily go into a season, especially this early, and say, all right, no matter what, I'm getting, I'm getting this guy, you know, because the league just always seems to yo-yo. You're the best, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us. Always great having you on. Uh, in, enjoy this week and um, and uh, and uh, I, I, like, are, are you are you in the playoffs in all of your fantasy leagues? You have to uh, be. You have to be. Come no, on. No, I, I got knocked out of Scott Fishbowl this week by like two points, but uh, it's been uh, it's it's been a pretty good year. You know, I can't can't complain so uh a lot of teams getting ready getting the waiver wires done and getting the lineup set for some playoff runs here and uh, we'll see what happens i love it mike thanks so so much for spending some time with us i really do appreciate it thank you my friend anytime you take care you got it mike clay best in the business in my opinion uh just my two cents might be worth five cents who knows uh quick break we come back we'll hear from rich samini also uh ohm youngman Souk talking some nba stay tuned you're listening to weekend wager here on 98.7 espn brought to you by bet mgm sports enough talk believe in your game believe in your bet bet mgm sports Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, each and every week, I host a digital show called Bet. And this week, I had Rich Samini, who joined me on the show to do a deep dive into this Jets-Bills matchup. Uh, my play here is uh, is the under for sure in this matchup. And I just want to look and, you know, lines change uh, pretty much every hour. So I, I want to see... Um, I want to see where the line sits right now. So uh, the Buffalo Bills are favored by 10. The over-under is at 43. The over-under was at 44. I still like it at 43. Let's not forget the the Jets already beat the Buffalo Bills earlier this week, 20-17. to 17. That defense held the Buffalo Bills to 17 points. And, of course, they won with Zach Wilson. As we know, Mike White is going to be under center. Uh, but let's listen in. Again, this is earlier this week. Rich Cimini joining me to preview the Jets-Bills game. Rich, let's dive right into it. Now, we know the Jets, they beat the Bills um, in week nine. And the Bills were favored by 11 points. Now, no Zach Wilson, Mike White starting. That line now is 10. How does Mike White, now at quarterback, present a different offense for this Jets team than they had in week nine? Well, Anita, it's a different dynamic on offense, completely different. Of course, you don't have the mobility that you did with Zach Wilson that you do with Mike White, but Mike White sees the field really well. He has the ability to process very quickly, and that allows him to get a lot of different players involved on offense. Elijah Moore, who was a non-factor in the last game against Buffalo, he had zero catches, has become a bigger part of the offense under Mike White. 
Also, a change in the backfield. Bam Knight, the rookie, is now playing a significant role in the backfield. He was on the practice squad the last time they played the Bills, so you have more speed in the backfield with Bam Knight. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting game. Now, Mike White, he passed the ball 57 times uh, last week against the Vikings. Unfortunately, they did lose. Is, is that the number that the Jets are comfortable with, him tossing the ball that much? Are they looking to keep him under 50 pass attempts a game? What, what can we expect from Mike? Oh, oh yeah. They, they don't want to go in the 50s again. That, that, they were behind a lot in that game. They were behind by 14 at halftime, and they did a lot of catching up in the second half. That's not the ideal number. Ideally, they'd like to be in the 30s because Mike LaFleur, their offensive coordinator, really wants to run a balanced offense. And they did run the ball very well against the Bills in the last meeting. They had 174 yards rushing. They would like to duplicate that to take some pressure off Mike White in his third start. All right, let's look big picture here, Rich, right? The Jets, they're in the seventh spot right now for the playoffs, even after they lost. Uh, they go from the Bills to the Lions, Jags at home, and then at Seattle, and they finish against Miami uh, and, and face off, of course, against those uh, those mammals, the Dolphins. So uh, what does their win-loss need to be for the final five games in order for this Jets team to make it to the postseason? I, need a, I think the magic number is 10. They're going to have to find three more wins out of these last five games to secure a wild card spot. Now, they could possibly do it with nine, but right behind them, you have New England and L.A. with six wins apiece. The Jets do not want to get in tiebreaker situations with either one of those teams. The Jets would lose a tiebreaker against New England because they lost the head-to-head. -head. They got swept this year. And if it goes to a conference tiebreaker against L.A., that's a little dicey for the Jets because both the Chargers and the Jets have four conference losses right now. So the safest way to the, for the Jets to end their 11-year playoff drought is to win three out of five. Again, that's Rich Samini joining me earlier this week on bet uh, with a Jets and Bills preview. Again, my play here is the under. The Jets defense, uh, a league low, 26.6 yards per possession. Marinating that for a minute for their opponents, uh, their opponents are only scoring on 30% 30, 30 of their drives, which, by the way, the Bills defense, just that same percentage. Okay, so both these defenses not allowing opponents to score in more in in more than thirty percent of their drives, um, and and here's another thing. This is really interesting. Both these offenses, the Jets and the Bills offense, struggle scoring touchdowns within the five yard line. How about that? <laughs> so, uh, also the Bills under has hit in their last ten games. The Bills under has gone eight and two. So, so for me, the, the play here is the under, that's for sure. Uh, this is hour one of Week in Wager, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Uh, get the BetMGM app today. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Please bet responsibly. We kick off hour two with Om Young Min Sook. We'll talk some NBA, Lindsay Fearney. Uh, Lindsay Theory, sorry, Lindsay Theory will join us as well. She's the beat reporter for the Chargers. Big Sunday night game for the Chargers and the Miami Dolphins. Uh, so excited to get her on board. Fat Jack, professional handicapper, fatjacksports.com. We'll hear from him as well as JJ Duvaney is going to join us and we'll talk some, uh, some soccer, getting you ready for Saturday's action, World Cup action for sure. So still a lot more coming your way. Nita Marks with you as we can wager here on 90.7 ESPN. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.